Welcome back to D1 Rejects. This is episode 94. Damn. And what? Shoot. 94? 94. We got it. We still haven't come up with a 100 episode. I have ideas. We can talk after. I have ideas. But that's not not neither here nor there. Uh, it is April 6th. Today, no, I think, new guests from the football realms. We'll have Jimmy Martin coming back on and joining us. And with Jimmy, we'll be talking about what is the best conference in Division Three football, the WIAC, um, Jimmy being at Wisconsin, uh, UW Stout, obviously pretty plugged in over there now. So interesting to hear his thoughts on that. We'll break that down. Also take a look at Anthony Kendall, the DB corner out of Baldwin Wallace that put out some insane pro day numbers and is hoping to hear his name called in the NFL draft. Even if not, we'll talk about it later. Take a look at his film actually. So stick around for that. Um, absolutely freak athlete. Um, and then we'll look at another D2 offensive lineman making noise ahead of the NFL draft. We talked about it. He's not a unicorn like Jake Witt, but this guy is fundamentally sound and also the has wall. some really good stats as well. Yeah. So um, we don't take a look at his film, but I introduce us, bro. Joined by Tyson King, King and Gliak Cade Manzo. I'm not cursing this whole interview. And bro, you interview. just like stuttered a little bit. I, like, I hope that's not a problem for the rest of the podcast. What? Like slurring over your words. <laughs> like, I hope that's not a problem, but I mean, if it is, that's it's funny. okay. We forgive you. That's funny. Cause yeah, my brain has been all over the place today a little bit. Well, I hope you get it together for the podcast. (laughs) On the NFL side of things, Tyreek Hill is retiring, reportedly, per source, per Tyreek, after his contract expires in the 2025 season with the Dolphins. That might be hogwash. We don't know. We take a look at the video, break that down in a little bit. And Cam Newton made a list of all the quarterbacks currently in the NFL that he is willing to be a backup for. Also has a trap door in the back of his hat. As long as Sam Howe not on the <laughs> list, I ain't got no problem with it. <laughs> well, do I have news for you, pal? <laughs> Dag nabbit. You better buckle <laughs> in, buddy. Uh, this would be a good one. Uh, six episodes away like... from... Yeah, this is One hundred! As always, you can watch this on YouTube. Don't forget the timestamps at the bottom of the screen. Fast forward to any part of the episode you think sounds remotely interesting. You can listen pretty much anywhere. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Follow us on Twitter at D1 underscore Rejects and on Instagram at Division One Rejects or TikTok to see highlights from the show. Let's go over and talk to Jimmy about D3 football and then get into all the rest of it. All right, we've got a good one today. Jimmy Martin back with us in the vehicle. Look at the view through the steering wheel. Oh, Jimmy. Yep. Yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah. Shades are on. What What do you got on, is that, is that by the way? Coat? Yeah. You got a jacket uh, on so, with a ball cap and sunglasses. Yep. Yep. So uh, these are actually <laughs> designer. But no, I'm just kidding. I got them for $8 at the gas station. They look like designer, though. They're pretty sweet. <laughs> they definitely don't look like designer. <laughs> hey, bro. Hey, bro, whatever bro, you bro. think, bro. But hey, we don't have yeah, you on the show because <laughs> you're fashion. We've got you on here to talk about D3 football. We've got some good stuff to talk about today. We wanted to go through from D3Football.com. So these are not our rankings, but it's just kind of our reactions, right? Uh, the rankings of all the Division Three football conferences for 2022. And we can go from top to bottom, really, and kind of just jump into this, guys. The WIAC at the top, Wisconsin Intercollegiate Athletic, Athletic Conference. Yep, throw it up there. Uh, no surprise there, right? I mean, I think we kind of all expected that one. And it's been a... They were, they were number one in 2021, number one in 2022. No surprise, like I said, huh, Jim? No surprise at all. <laughs> and, you know, it's been described by a lot of people within, like Jimmy, in the conference and also 
outside of the conference, kind of that, we'll use that premier word, right? The premier conference for Division III. Um, a lot of that conversation comes from the fact that Wisconsin obviously does not have that Division II presence. Uh, Wisconsin Parkside does not offer football. They're a team that's in the GLIAC for sports like basketball and baseball, softball, those, those things. But they don't have football. So you don't have D2 in the state. You either go... If you're trying to stay in state, you go Division Three route to Whitewater, Eau Claire, to Stout, uh, you know, uh, lacrosse, these types of schools that all have great teams, Oshkosh, or you go to Madison, right, in the Big Ten. So there's this large uh, gap, and a lot of the guys who are a lot better than your typical Division Three players, but not able to crack it, obviously, at a Big Ten level, end up at these D3 schools. What has uh, that scene been like? You guys had the first... Fully padded, padded practice. That is a tougher word than I thought it would be to say. Fully padded practice. <laughs> fully, you just <laughs> done, <laughs> boy. You had the first fully padded practice down there at Stout. Um, what's the squad look like, and and what have your first impressions of that league been like down there? Uh so I mean, obviously, super physical, super physical conference. You know, there's no no sort of physicality today in practice. You know, we had a <clears throat> actually so today in uh, it was one on one. So the O line and D line were on one side of the field. We were on the other side. And I was, like, standing out, like, on my side, you know what I mean? And the D-line and O-line went all the way over to the side, and, like, I almost got knocked over. So these guys were going at it today. I love seeing that, but I don't love seeing them coming up on my knees. That was kind of scary. But uh, <laughs> anyway, you know, super physical today. Uh, we actually had to have a little team meeting to, like, tone it down a little bit because the, the boys were so excited to hit. You know, it's been a long, long time. I love that. But, uh, yeah, good. definitely no, no signs of uh, – a lack of physicality at all. It was, uh, we were going today. We were going. I believe it. Now, the time that this article was published, four teams from the conference are ranked in the top 17 in the country in the coaches' poll, which is in itself a feat that is pretty wild. Um, now, you talk about lacrosse went over to Detroit last year, beat Wayne State in their house. We have the chance to play lacrosse in the Superior Dome this year, which would be a pretty exciting one for Northern. Our schedule obviously just dropped uh, earlier today. Moving on to number two, though. Minnesota Intercollegiate Athletic Conference, the MEAC, correct? That's one that yep. uh, the WAC is one that's talked about a ton. Um, the number two spot for them, who jumps out in that conference? Who are the powerhouse teams, Jim? So you got like St. John's, Bethel, I believe Gustavus Adolphus is also in that conference. Yep. You know, you got some good teams. We played Gustavus last year, and um, <clears throat> there's actually an incredible game. So we were down like three with a minute 50, and my boy Levy Hamer, he actually just graduated. He had uh, like a 65-yard bomb touchdown with like 20 seconds left to win the game. Damn. And uh, that was one of our that was one of our signature wins last year. Because you know, Gustavus is a hell of a program. You know, we went we went over there and beat them. And now they're they're coming to play us in uh, Menominee this year. So that's that's definitely a game on our schedule where we're we're putting a star next to for sure. That's a that's a big game because you know the MEAC also a hell of a conference. So yeah, 100. Uh, yeah. And they show that last year. I mean, you look at St. John's alone. They go, they beat Whitewater, and then they go beat UW River Falls. And those are two oh. obviously statement wins from the conference that we just talked about to go put them on the map. But everyone knew that St. John's was the real deal. And yep. then you look even deeper, Carlton, Augsburg, teams that had really prolific seasons last year, um, and the depth of the conference, very similar to the WAC, like the depth. And I think that's something that separates these from some of the other ones that we'll cover here shortly. We'll kind of buzz through uh, three to five here. American Southwest, so we get out of the Midwest. Something to, to worth noting, too, both those top two conferences, Midwest football, right? On the map, you talk about Minnesota, you talk about Wisconsin. Um, in Michigan, the Division Three presence is solid, but not on that same tier. I think we can all agree. Um, American Southwest Conference, though, 
hence the name, is not in the Midwest. And um, that's one that their non-conference record struggled last year, and I think that's what held them out of some of those upper rankings. You look at the WIAC, 14-10 and 10 out of conference, uh, playing some Division II teams, you know what I mean, uh, the next level up. Uh, the MEAC, 14-4 and four out of conference, but then the American Southwest, 5-11. and 11. Now, Mary Harden-Baylor, the focal point of that conference, the run that they went on, uh, outside of them, I think that is probably the problem, is that they don't have the same depth as those top yep. two conferences, if yep. you would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, you're completely right. But uh, Harden Baylor, I tell you, they're they're a perennial contender in the playoffs. You know, they're always getting there. They're really good, consistent program. Consistency is the key, I think, with them. You know, they're always like solid, great program. I believe they made it to the second round this year of the playoffs. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I believe they made it to the second round. Uh, but you know, they're always a contender. They're a great program. Yep, hundred percent. And buzzing through, they finished at uh, twelve and two last year. And they actually made it, um, I believe it was, so they lost to, they lost at North Central in the, be the fourth round of the playoffs. So they made a, a deeper fourth run round. than okay, that. Okay, pardon me. Yeah, no, that's okay. Um, made a my deeper mistake. run than that. My, my mistake, Mary Harden Baylor. <laughs> okay, <laughs> put some respect on them. Um, but yeah. buzzing through the rest, number four, CCIW College Conference of Illinois and Wisconsin. And uh, right here after them, the Ohio Athletic Conference. And then we'll kind of just buzz through Centennial Conference, the Empire 8, the Liberty League, the Southern Athletic Association, and the Northwest Conference. Uh, you go through past that, and there's just not a ton of depth. But I think those top three are all going to be serious contenders. Uh, the MEAC is definitely poised to have a big year in 2023. But is there anyone out of those, maybe those top three or four conferences that you think like will be the one to kind of carry that conference this fall? So actually, I'll throw you a curveball here. So that fourth conference is the CCIW. You got teams like North Central, Illinois Wesleyan, Carthage, Augustana, you know, those types of teams, you know, <clears throat> they're ranked at four. But I I mean, obviously, I'm a little bit biased being from the Chicagoland area. A lot of my friends play in the CCIW, and that's uh, that's definitely a conference that's, that gets a little bit overlooked, you know, as the fourth conference. But um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> definitely, definitely a lot of teams in that conference that can compete. You know, obviously, North Central, perennial powerhouse they're always making deep runs in the playoffs. Uh, Wesleyan, you know, they're usually they're usually competitive. One of my buddies, uh, Noah Marks, is done on the team over there. I think he, he, had, he had an injury that held him out last year, but he might be coming back and playing. I'm not quite sure. But uh, he's a wide receiver. He's a good player. Put it to my prospects. But, um, yeah, then you look into the, 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 the Texas Conference. Uh, what was that? The American Southwest, I believe you said. You know, always looking yes. out for Harden Baylor to make a deep run. And then you move up to the MIAC, the MIAC, if you will. Um, <clears throat> St. John's always be poised to have a good run. And then obviously my my conference, the WIAC, you know, there's top to bottom. You got all those teams are competing. You know, Stevens Point and Eau Claire have struggled a bit, but look for them to bounce back a little bit. You know, Eau Claire got a, some new coaches on the staff that we're familiar with, you know, so they, uh, they'll be in good hands there on that coaching staff. Yep. And then, uh, you know, Stout, Lacrosse, Whitewater, Oshkosh, you know, all those guys. Even River Falls, you know, we – uh. We concluded our season with River Falls last year. We uh, lost in overtime. You know, that was a tough one. But 35-34 uh, was the final score there. You know, we'll be, uh, again, marking that on our schedule, too. It was a really close game, uh, last game of the year. But, uh, yeah, to kind of conclude it, you know, the WEAC still uh, still on top, according to these uh, according to these coaches' polls. So, look out for the WEAC, for sure. 100%. 100%. Now, uh, before we 
Let you go, Jim. We've got another piece that we wanted to break down. What is that? There we go. Sorry, my bad. We had another piece that we wanted to break down, and we tweeted this out on the D1R Twitter. I'll throw it up here uh, for those watching on YouTube. The defensive back from Baldwin-Wallace, Anthony Kendall, put up some absolutely ridiculous numbers at his pro day. And you look at guys like this, Division three guys, that, you know, there's a lot of great athletes at this level. But for when sure. you have these <clears throat> type of numbers... Like that broad jump alone, 11 foot, one inch. That would have been uh, third third or fourth for cornerbacks at this year's combine. And you look at a 39 and a half inch vertical, uh, seven, basically a seven second triple cone, four, three, five shuttle, four, 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 40. And obviously does not have quite the size of some of the higher division one corners. He's not a Witherspoon coming out of uh, Illinois. That we can. Five, nine, I believe. That we can figure out, actually. I think that. That ain't bad at all. There's a lot of small quarters in the league now. Yeah, and I think that's a position, too, that... As long as um, you ain't 5'6". You said what? As long as you ain't 5'6", that boy be okay. <laughs> <laughs> is that your cutoff? 5'6 <laughs> is your cutoff? Yeah, yeah. if you 5'6 playing corner, you might as well. They throwing at that boy all day. Uh, that boy no, ain't stopping I think, nothing. I, I think you're right. Um, he's listed here at 5'10", 180 pounds. Yeah, so. I good. Yeah. <laughs> that boy good. He gone. I think I think he'll be all right. But um, That definitely gets his foot in the door, you know what I mean? Like, no, 100%. Like, when you yeah. get numbers like that at your pro day. We just talked to Trevor Nowoski last week, um, earlier this week, I should say, about his numbers in his pro day. Jimmy, if you saw that conversation about how that opened the doors for him. I mean, after that pro day... He went and found his agent on social media. He started getting highlights out to some eyes that needed to see them, and then all of a sudden gets invited to the Tropical Bowl, and I think it just snowballed, right? So we're hoping that this will kind of have the same effect for this guy. Now, you've already seen these numbers come out. We were not the only account to post about him, obviously. Mm -hmm. He's getting invited on a bunch of shows. Uh, I'm working to get him on the show. He's agreed to come on, so we're working out a date to get him to come on here and talk a little bit um, about his pro day and his experience. But, uh, Jimmy, you seen any tape on this guy or not yet? No, I have not gotten to the tape, but I'll definitely go and uh, go ahead and look for that. But, uh, you know, obviously the numbers pop out, like, big time. You know, super athletic, super explosive, fast. Um, but what's, what stands out to me is the fact that, like, his, his broad jump being 11-1 just tells me how explosive that guy is. You know, he's go up and, he can go up and make plays on the ball. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm obviously pulling for him. You know, he's a D3 guy like myself. You know, I, if, if you're really good, they'll find you, no matter yeah. what level you're playing at. Division three, Division two, II, Division one. And, uh, you know, you see with this kid, you see with Jake Whitt being in Division Two. you know, if if you're a dog, they'll find you. You know, and this kid is a dog. Anthony Kondo is a dog. Dog. Um, definitely be a guy that probably will not be on any draft boards, not expected to be drafted, wouldn't be the craziest thing in the world if he had his name called, but someone that's expected to probably get some camp invites or something along those lines due strictly to these numbers. And even if the NFL scene doesn't work out, like we talked to Trevor, we talked to a lot of these guys, there are so many professional opportunities now than there were compared just a couple of years ago, right? There's so many other avenues that these guys can pursue. And I think that opens up a huge door for these division two and division three products. And it's, uh, it's exciting, man. Cause it makes those, all the dreams of, of the guys in your shoes, just that much more yeah. attainable. It's good right? for the sport. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Everyone loves a good underdog story too, you know. So yeah, that they do, that they do, my friend. But uh, Jimmy, I think that's all we got for you today, dude. How much? Uh, how much of a drive you got left? Uh, about four more. I mean, I'm a, I just got through Eau Claire. Probably I got 116 miles in the tank. I'm gonna stretch that out for as long as I can, and then stop, get some gas, maybe a Gatorade, some beef jerky or something, and then uh, get on my way home. And yeah, hopefully, hopefully you didn't look at that sock score today. 
Oh man, don't get me started with the White Sox, man. You know they, they get my blood pressure up. Come on, dude. Hey, it's been I good looking at you the steering wheel, Jim. Yep. We'll see you, brother. Hey, appreciate you, All and right. uh, definitely keep getting you back on here to to talk about that uh, right. that level of football, man. Awesome. See you, Slimbo. All right. Yep. See you, boys. See you, bro. Appreciate Jim coming on. Uh, we do have the film from Anthony Kendall because why not? We'll go ahead and actually take a look at uh, some of his highlights from this last year because, like we know, a lot of guys might have those numbers, but it doesn't translate. That's a nice oh, little man. slam. Um, but we've talked to Trevor about this, talked to a lot of guys about this. Some guys have the numbers, can't translate onto the field. Some guys have it on the field, can't translate it to the weight room. When you got get a guy that can do both, it is pretty special. So um, I'm not sure, actually, what kind of schedule they play. That would be Ohio Northern right, right. there. His ass going to play safety. They play Heidelberg, he might. too. They he's going to be He's going to be a safety. The way he hits, it looked like a safety. He yeah. definitely... Um, Played multiple roles for them because what is he doing all the way down there? Dang. Oh, oh, hey, wait a minute, that was a good little grab. No, nah, you gonna play safety? For this sure. field is sick too, Marietta. Shorty flying. I would yeah. say this, this is it's a solid film for sure. See, Jim, we got to do your job for you because you can't do it for yourself. <laughs> I can I can see what you mean though, and of course that's gonna get messed up because it's caught in my keys. But um, I can see what you mean talking about him being a safety because the way he comes downfield, right, is like. His closing speed, ability to obviously tackle and, and finish. Yeah, sure he coming down. And the way that he makes plays, like, deep down the field like this, turning around, making people miss. It's pretty wow, impressive. He's number 10, too. That's why he's wrong. You like yeah. that? <laughs> must have been, like, his, his, one of his earlier years. Because, what, is he one now, I think? Yeah, I, I thought. I'm not sure, actually. Yeah, he's number one now. Yeah. He should have kept him. So, he had a year, and then they gave him number one is what happened. It's a big-ass return. Uh-oh. Yeah, so shout out, dude. We just want to take a, a look at his highlights. Um, <laughs> He's talking about shout out, dude. <laughs> we wanted to take a look at the film um, because didn't want to talk about him and then not just you know just not bring it up. But uh, that's good stuff. And you know what? Yeah, shout shout out, dude. <laughs> that boy crazy. We can go from here, fellas. Let's go right into another guy, small school product, making some noise, making some waves. We talk about him a little bit on the podcast, uh, but that is Joey Fisher out of Shepherd. And the offensive lineman, not quite the freak athlete that is Jake Witt, but nonetheless a guy that has been making a lot of noise uh, with the upcoming NFL draft. And you can look at his numbers right here from Shepard, who actually had their own pro day over there. And from Jim Nagy here, shout out to the uh, stats here from Shepard. And looking at what kind of jumps out. And there's a, we have a video, too, of the vertical. I'll get to that in a second. But... Shuttle right there, four eight six three cone seven five one for a guy that's three hundred pounds, not bad numbers. Wait, why does this forty say with what? wind against wind? Yeah, so they have with wind and against wind, which is something you don't see everywhere, right? But a lot of these are done at indoor facilities, so you don't have that. This is who? Keyshawn participated at the pro day. Oh, this is Joey Fisher. This is Joey Fisher okay. from Shepherd. Uh, I was gonna say, no way, he, Anthony Kendall ran a five hundred three. No, this I'm is, like, what this the is hell? Joey Shepherd. So here's the broad jump <laughs> from the big fella. He plays tackle for them, um, but a lot of teams are looking at him to potentially play guard because he has done a lot. Like, his lateral movement, I guess, is very explosive. And I know teams like the Broncos have looked to kind of fit him into their scheme, um, at least rumored. Obviously, I'm not an NFL insider, but that's what I've read slash seen. Um, but, yeah, that's the broad jump right there. That that you can a, see. That's a vert. Or, sorry, vert. I'm, yeah. I'm all messed up. But um, <laughs> looking at that, the biggest number for him, though, Came on the bench press, guys. This, yeah, I saw this. This is ridiculous. This is a tweet actually from just the NFL, too, which is really sick here. Let me pull it up on the, on the screen here. 
Draft prospect offensive lineman Joey Fisher from SU Rams football just put up 40 rounds of 225 on the bench press. Reps, gang, reps. I, dude, I'm messing up all kinds you of... You sleepy. I am, dude. But I put up 40, like, in my sleep, bro. This Look at impressive. how that is moving. Bro, I do that with 325, bro. That has no right to be moving that fast. No, that's wild. That is insane. Like... I'm looking, I'm like the way I'm watching this, I'm almost looking for like it to loop, right? Like you think that the video had, had to have ended at some point. We gotta see how long it, it does he slow down? That's Eventually way too he got to. Him, bro. <laughs> he get the 40 and then just stop. There <laughs> we go. He has to actually take a break now between reps. It's crazy though because it looks like he's not even really tired when he's doing it. You know he is, but it still go up so easy. Like you ever rip out the bar, Ty? You said what game said? Have you ever ripped out the bar on bench? Ripped out the bar? Just the bar. No, I probably So if I have, I don't remember it. If we used to do it in high school. And with it's so crazy, and this reminds me of it. There he is finishing it, walking off. He's a big boy. Damn. But when we do that, right? You're here and you know, you get through your first like 60 to 80 rep. It's the bar, right? You get through your first like 60 to 80 and you're cruising. All of a sudden you get to that 80, close to like that 100 mark, and that thing feels heavy. No, we did that. We did that. At Edge, we had, the, you know the little boards? They had you? Yeah, yeah. Bro. <laughs> six with the three, six with the two. I know it. I know six it. with the one. Go back up. Six with the two, six with the three. No stopping. But I bring up the, the bar because Bro. on the end of when you're benching with the bar, you are you feel up here like you're struggling, right? Like this thing feels crazy heavy. But when you're watching, the bar is still, you know what I mean? You're still moving the bar like pretty fast because it's just the, it's 45 pounds. That is is what this man looks like with 225, which is concerning. Like, any human that looks like that is very concerning to me. Oh, put him on his tushy. <laughs> I just unplugged my headphones on accident. Oh, put dude on. I'll put that boy on his tushy. You can't be saying that. You seen him get up. That's a big dude. God, that's a, that's yeah, I ain't a, fucking with him. No, that's, that's a, that's big, a big, big dude. <laughs> uh, Joey, we don't, we don't, we don't want any of that smoke. I promise but you I ain't fucking we with ain't, him. We, <laughs> ain't, we ain't freaking with dude. No. Um, <laughs> but different media outlets are projecting him to be uh, either a late fifth round or an early sixth round draft pick. Kind of in that same ballpark of Jake Witt, even though I think some people, including Jake Witt's agent, would have him projected earlier now, considering all the buzz that he's had, all these team visits that he's going on. Um, but this is definitely a guy you can expect to hear his name called in the later rounds of the NFL draft. I don't think it'd be ridiculous to to see that happen. The funniest part about him, I think, though, is that the running back from Shepard, Ronnie Brown, who um, I think we had brought him up before, Ty. He's a speedster, and he's another pro prospect running back. That coming out of the Rams. when they was playing uh, Colorado School of Mines. Yes. He's and the only person that showed up that day, to be honest. It's kind of what it felt like, right? Um, that t- offense and everything, everyone there was very talented, but you're kind of right. He did have a day when everyone else didn't seem to get anything going. Ronnie Brown, though, you know what his nickname for Shepard is? Thanos. <laughs> hey, damn, you're not wrong. <laughs> for who? <laughs> for this guy. What's his name? He, this is Joey Fisher. You just said Shepard, fam. Sorry. Yeah. Well, I'm like, he. the nickname for the school is Thanos? That's what oh, I'm like, bro, what, bro, bro, bro. Bro. Joey Fisher. I got too many names in my head. <laughs> His nickname for Joey is Thanos because he said he works out twice a day and he just doesn't stop. And he's ridiculous. Yeah. He's a monster. Eat him. <laughs> yeah. Eat him. I love it, though. I think that's awesome. Bro, I'm crying. He talking about you know, his nickname for Shepard? Thanos. Thanos. How can you nickname a school? What? How can you nickname a school, <laughs> Thanos? I, it, uh, 
I was yawning, and then it, it flew right over my head. Like I didn't even, I didn't pick it up either. So that's funny. It's just too many, too many names at once. But uh, we can move on to the NFL side of things, and um, that's something I want to do more of. Though, obviously, as as the draft comes closer and closer here, highlighting the guys from D two, D three, even NAIA guys like Chim we had on here for sure. Um, guys that you know are hoping to see their names called and actually have a legitimate chance of of doing just that. But yeah. The NFL side of things. The big news today, guys, I'm sure you've seen, is all about Tyreek Hill. And this video that I'll pull up of him is him talking about the fact that after his contract expires, the 2025 season, he says he'll be hanging up the cleats and he'll be done with football to explore other business ventures. We can take a look at the video before talking about... He's been uh, saying so much shit lately, bro. So he much, has. so much bullshit. He has, but let's let's take it. Humor me here. That's what I'm going to try to do. No, I believe it. Funny I linebacker. It. So you're going to. This is what year eight for you? Year eight, baby. Year eight. How many more years do you think you can play, I'm or going, do you want to play? I'm going for ten, man. I'm a, I'm gonna finish out this contract with the Dolphins, man, and then I'm gonna call it quits. You know, I want to I want to go into the business side. You know, um, you want to be in the coaching too, right? Yeah, but not for long though. Like I want like I want to do so many things in my life, bro. You want to come back and help. Help us coach me and Gary coach high school football. Can I bring my boys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Guy immediately tries bring, to recruit him. We'll bring the uh, little cheetahs, the little <laughs> solar runners. So, hey, listen. So, now we got – I mean, we're we making a, team, a good, strong, strong push for – Hold on. He really, asked about what really he wants well to do next. Team. We got to yeah. travel the world, though, bro. Soul Runner. Can Soul Runner sponsor us? Yeah. So, what's your number one after football – business idea or kind of goal after football so i i really want to get into like the gaming space like i really want to get huge in, in that and that's kind of what i'm doing right now so he talks about a wanting to travel the world right but then b he goes back and he says i want to get really big into gaming right which is something that i honestly just seems like on brand for him it's something that like just a live streamer, bro, like he's I don't believe on Twitch? nothing. I don't believe nothing he be saying, bro. No. Not anymore. Come on, bro. There's just been too many he's headlines. Just, no, he's just a they troll. Throw at this point, Thirty, bro. they do thirty-five million a year in your face. Oh, I'm, I want to go do the business. Yeah, no, he's gonna, you gonna keep that, running them streaks. He's gonna turn that down to go be the next ninja. Like, what is he trying to do? Uh, he do be playing the game, and I like he got a little YouTube channel going. He be streaming and whatnot. Yeah. He got, but bro. Forty million, bro. You're not turning that down. I don't care who you is. Brady, <laughs> seen, bro. Brady couldn't stop turning that money down. I've seen Tyreek Hill more on social media like the past like two weeks, just in, involved in everything, bro. He's been commenting on literally everything on Twitter. Yeah, I ain't gonna lie, Tyreek. Yeah, he has been going crazy on my Twitter. Now that you say that, like yeah. anything that was going on in the NFL, <laughs> he saying. has something to say about it. Now, I will say time. that is something you would do if you're in a position. If he's being serious about that, and he's, he's trying to use this platform that he has right now to build this brand. That's something you would do is all of a sudden just get Twitter fingers because you want to build that brand, build that following on the social media so that when you left and you can't use that platform anymore, he'll still have a platform, right? He's Tyreek Hill. But when you're currently NFL in the NFL, excuse me, that platform is going to be a lot larger. So that's something that he would actually do if he is trying to make that legitimate transition to going to his other He's just been talking about bullshit, bro. Mysteries. He literally just like everything. Today, he, job, today he was bro. calling uh, – he was calling uh, – Eagles fans delusional on Twitter, you know? It's just like... And I, what, no, did you see that, though? Yeah. But look, I wanted what to add it? this, though. Coming off an all-pro year, he has had career highs in his first year of Mike McDaniel's offense, 170 targets, 119 receptions, and 1,710 receiving yards. Yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. Not only are you not going to turn down that money, if you can have that type of production in that offense, you would actually be... Okay, I, I don't want to put this on him. Uh, maybe there's something else he's dealing with, but... From an outsider's perspective, you would be a fool to turn that down when you're in a great situation like that. You are one of the guys, premier guys in that offense, and you're being paid as such. And he don't get hit a lot. Yeah, that's Good point. 
You're not, yeah, you're not in there taking a beating, right? I don't know what their practices look like, but I can't imagine it's everyone go light up Tyree Kill. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I, I'm talking about just the games, period. Like, yeah, right. I know. What you, like, that article, you, you that gotta, article you George Kittle come first. out, he say, uh, yeah, we play the game, and then I spend the whole week recovering, and I finally feel good on Sunday and do it all over again because he was talking about the Thursday night games. Mm-hmm. That was a dumb rule, too. We got to talk about that a little bit. Yeah. But, um. Tyreek Hill, he's not – George Kittle spent the whole day blocking. He running across the middle, getting killed. Everybody want to cut him because he bit. You know what I'm saying? I've never seen Tyreek Hill get hit. <laughs> no, if you think about it. Like, like take an really actual lick, it. you mean? Like, like really someone came across the and biggest just cleaned hit him I've up. seen Tyreek like, take shoot! this year. They yeah. just hit him. Bro, the biggest hit I've seen Tyreek take this year was in the flag football game against Jalen Ramsey. Hmm. That, was, that was the one time I've seen Tyreek actually get, like, knocked on his ass. I know you're talking about, too. He was pissed about that, yeah. which he kind of should have been. That was – that was kind of crazy hit for flag football. teammates. Yeah, exactly, right? Which is nuts. Now, he went on to go elaborate a little bit about the gaming space. He says, I really wanted to get into the gaming space. I really want to get huge in that. That's kind of what I'm doing right now. I'm using my platform, creating a gaming team, which isn't launched yet. It should launch by the end of this month. I'm just going to sign different content creators, different athletes. That's what he's been working on hmm. and talking to different sponsors to create a gaming team. So in my eyes, that means he's trying to not, I guess... Obviously, build the personal brand, but then have this branch out into more of an umbrella and put the, all these people under one name. Just attract like some big names and He's big platform side quests at this point. Bro. He be doing he he like I said, he do a lot of stuff as far as like he on different people YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. He got his own YouTube channel, so, so he I was building a network. So like he that's like, legit. Like he, he is, is building doing a little network. Yeah. I, don't, oh, yeah, I don't doubt him that that's what he want to do. Okay, in two years. When the Dolphins say we got $35 million a year for you. All right, come say, on, let's play ball. Yeah, How can you say yeah. that now when you don't know what this season holds, what the, like the next season holds? Like, if they go in and make a run, you know what I mean? Or they do something really. They lose in a conference championship. And you're just going to walk away? Yeah, I'm done. I said 10 and I was out of there. Nah, bro. It ain't that simple. No, that would be, I'm with you. That would be ridiculous. But that's, that's what he's saying. He says he says a lot. He says I mean, a lot, yeah. but everything. If that's what he chose to do, yeah, that's a hell of a career. More power to him, right? But now you're looking at a guy who he puts together a couple more of those years that we just talked about, and you're adding to a Hall of Fame type career. Well, he's a Hall of Famer. You think so already? Yeah, you got to be. I don't know if I'd say so already. He got but, a ring. He got a couple thousand yard seasons, and but I'm talking, you do that for a couple more years, and you're a sure, surefire. He gonna right? get in the Hall of Fame off his name. Yeah, that's you think so? How many receivers do we think right now Hall of Famers? When right, they career over, right they're gonna now, be a Hall of Famer. Right now, we talk about DeAndre Hopkins, D Hop, Justin Jefferson. He's gonna be a Hall of Famer. Justin Jefferson has a very good chance. Yep, Mike Evans, probably Jamar Chase, Mike Evans, probably Hall. Of, yeah, I would give Mike. Mike Evans is gonna be a Hall of Famer. Yeah, which is crazy because he's got, a, he's got what two rings or one ring? One, but he has not had a season under a thousand yards. Yeah, but the, obviously the hard part is like. It's hard. It's a, it's a good. It's a good pick, but with recency bias, it's tough because he's dealt with the injuries and he hasn't had that yeah. full season. But when he was active in one hundred percent, he's no. He hasn't had a season under a thousand yards yet in his career. I think he like ten seasons in. I think which he's is insane. Hard, Julio Jones. Julio Jones. Julio yeah, Jones sure. is another good first pick. ballot. Yep. AB first ballot. Um, he has to be. They're not going to want to. Yeah, yeah they yeah, have you're to. Right. Though. You're right. You're they right. literally Sorry. have to, or else gonna, the whole thing's a scam. Yeah, for sure. I would agree with that because there was a point where he was like, he was the best wide receiver in the NFL for like what four I was years. In about a row. to say, yeah, there was a point where he was yeah. definitely who was the Hall of Fame in that category. I feel like I'm forgetting people. We probably are, but yeah, it's hard. you just got to see names in front of us, and you can be like, all right, yeah, him. him. Oh, uh, Donovan Peoples Jones. <laughs> Look and tell. 
Uh, DJ Chark. Um, but like when you say those names, so you think if Tyreek Hill walked away tomorrow, he would be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I think they would put him in. I don't know. I don't know either. I don't think it's a for sure thing. You know what I mean? Definitely not a first. But like ballot. the thing is, like, if Matt Ryan getting in, in the Hall of Fame, <laughs> then Tyreek Hill getting in the Hall of Fame. That's a recency thing too, though. You got it, like. Matt Ryan has said he's he's done it a lot longer than Tyreek Hill has done it. There was one season where we was like, all right, Matt Ryan's a top five quarterback. And that was the season you won the MVP. And to be honest, I don't even know how he won the MVP that year, <laughs> but it is what it is. Tyreek Hill, since like that was a 2018, year, that was a weird, a weird old year. Yeah. But my, like, my only point is that Matt Ryan, although he's had obviously ups and downs in his career, has been doing this for so long and has accumulated those numbers and those accolades. Tyreek Hill who is great by all regards, yeah, just sure. hasn't done it for the same duration. For sure. But yeah. Is OBJ a Hall of Famer? No. But, but he had I, a one-handed catch, dude. But I, I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. <sighs> what? What is about to come out of your mouth? <laughs> Some out-of-pocket shit. He get two more thousand-yard seasons he in there. I ain't going to lie. Who? He's got his ring. OBJ. OBJ. He get... If he got to get a deal done first. Get, the Ravens have offered him one, supposedly. He get he get 2,000-yard seasons, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. Oh. He the one the Super Bowl MVP, bro. <laughs> that It was his. At that point, at that juncture in the game, bro, like, mm-hmm. it was over with. He was going to get it. I don't care if Cooper Cup would have went for 200 in the second <laughs> half. That was going to be OBJ award. Uh, but, well, speaking of guys who he had like a 1,600 yards. May or may not be Hall of Famers. We can talk about this guy that is working on making his comeback back into the National Football League. That being Cam Newton. Is Cam Newton a Hall of Famer? That's what that's that's what I that was the segue. Thank you for picking that up. That was the question. That but before way, before we talk about that, way. before we talk about that, we want to talk about this video and also how that hat works. I just a little bit about that too. We, we talked about camp no, style. There's no already. top to it, I think. There we has to be because there's style. something. There's something. About the, there's like a like a trap door in the back or something that is wide open, right? He told so a trap door, I, <laughs> but the, that's not the reason I bring Cam up. Although it's a very interesting hat and a very interesting look. Cam Newton has made a list of NFL QBs he would back up because he first came out and said there ain't 32 MFers that are better than me, as in starting <laughs> quarterbacks in the NFL, right? There's but, about 31. <laughs> But does he have as much leverage as he believes he does? Uh, we can we can play. A, Let's talk a about clip. that background, though, Let's dude. Let's play a clip Sick. of this. It is sweet. Let's it's like play all a clip his, of this like his little uh, video right here. Have a lot of I don't even know what it is. In regards to my future in the NFL, and I wanted to set the record straight by saying, this is how I feel. There ain't 32 guys that's better than me. But I also know that I could also be a backup. And I'm willing to be a backup. Players that I will back up. Number one. So right there, we don't have to go through the whole list. The first one on his list right there is Deshaun Watson. That's the first guy that he names that he says, yeah, like I would actually come into the league and I would I would be a backup for this quarterback. But the main thing right there, I think that was the main question about Cam coming back, is did he, did he have enough humility to come in and be a backup quarterback? Because mm-hmm. everyone thought it was start or bust. We kind of saw how that went with the Patriots. You know, hit or miss here and there and ended up just really not working out for No, he got COVID. He was, decent with, he was decent with the Patriots. If that that was a COVID year, he didn't have no offseason. He didn't have no OTAs. He That's just fair. Came That's in. fair. That's he was point. balling until he caught COVID. But the Panthers, when he came back with the Panthers, yeah, that boy was terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That boy was hot garbage. But if we go ahead and we fast forward through this through this video all the way to the end, because I just don't really care to hear him uh, list off all so the names. So basically every 
every rookie quarterback let's in the look, NFL. Let's look right here. So Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Tua, Malik Willis, C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, Jalen Hurts, Aaron Rodgers, Josh Allen, and Sam Howell. One of these is not like the other on that list. I think there's more than one Malik that are Willis? not like the other. Malik Willis is a crazy pick. And Sam Howell. <laughs> He's better than both of them. Anthony Richardson has not played a snap in the National Football League. Well, neither has Stroud or Young. Anthony Stroud Richardson or Young is but, not going to play a snap this year. Yeah. So he's not backing him up. That That's why these are very interesting choices for this list. Like, the range on this list is incredible. So weird. You go I mean, from I guess he's saying back-to-back MVP Aaron Rodgers to Sam Howell <laughs> and three guys who have yet to play in the National Football League. Deshaun Watson, he like... I guess these are the only quarterbacks he think he's not better than. That's got. That's exactly what he's saying. It's a mixture of that and a mixture of young guys who they know going to be day one starters. Yeah. Not Anthony Richardson, though. I don't think Anthony Richardson should play a snap next year. But no, Sam no. Howell, that is strictly because of Ron Rivera. Yes. Malik Willis, maybe got, a, maybe got a relationship with him. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't think know he would about. play better for the Titans than Malik Willis would. Everybody else, okay, After what cool, we've seen see of it. Malik Willis, I he, would be inclined to probably agree with you. I'd be actually. watching games like Malik Willis might not throw for 100 <laughs> yards. Jesus. It was games, I'm like, dog, he's terrible. And I remember when he slid in the draft, I'm like, are they hating, bro? Mm-hmm. They hating. Why do you, Everyone you pick the Lions Pickett? Get him, dude. I'm so glad they didn't. You pick Kenny Pickett with the 20th pick. Yeah. Folks fall to pick 84. I'm like, man, sure they going to come in the league. He going to cut up. He got an arm. He was a... I thought the Lions were going to take him too. I really did with one of the later later picks, man. But he I fell. wish they did. He fell. I just don't think he should even. I think they put him in a shit position. I don't even think he should have stepped on the field last year, dude. Tannehill got hurt. I know. Yeah, but they didn't like, have get, much choice. You, but like, Dobbs, you, like at, obviously, and yeah, it was just a, it just shitty. I mean, it's not like they're completely out of it either, dude. Like but at that point, point, get a veteran where, like, QB and like just try to, you know what I mean? Like, uh, have, have yeah, a, just trying to see where you at, bro. Well, they got they got they got a great look at where you. They definitely did. Yeah, that's why. If I was the Tennessee Titans, I would be. I would start him this year so he could be terrible. And then I'm going to go get Caleb Williams or Drake. <laughs> That's May what you do. Or Shadur Sanders or something like some, some, some blue chip quarterback coming out next year. But back to, back to the topic, back to cam, right? I just, it's just interesting. And like, talk about a guy using his platform though, I guess you could say, right? Like this guy has generated a lot of clicks. Uh, we're talking about it. This has 1.8 million views right now, just on Twitter alone. He knows what he's doing for sure. He certainly does. He's built himself a brand um, that will transcend football. But back to the question we ha- I poised to you guys earlier, Cam Newton say he doesn't make this comeback, which is a feasible, right? There's not a hundred percent certainty that he'll come back and be in the NFL. Is he a hall of famer? I just, right now I say no. Cause the reason, yeah, you gotta, you gotta think past recency bias, of course, but I, I, I'm, I don't know. Ty's got his head back. He's he's looking up to the the ceiling in there to see if there's any answers up there written on the boards. He a black Hall of Famer. He a uh he a Hall of Famer to the hood. But NFL Hall of Famer. <laughs> no. He played he had a crazy rookie year. Yep. He was crit bro, he had a crazy first like six years. He really changed the game. Like, and he changed after the that, game. he just fell he off did, a cliff. For sure. It was the injuries. Bro, no, it was after the fumble. The Von Miller fumble in the Super Bowl, dude. Nah, he was decent the next year, and then he just started getting hurt. It was the injuries. He ain't going to be no Hall of Famer, but to the hood, Cam Newton's my favorite You put player. on? Bro, I'll show you so many pictures of us wearing Cam Newton's, bro. We running backs with some cleats that go up to damn near our calves. I know exactly what you're talking about, too, because I had the same pair. Man, I had them my freshman year of high school, bro. Yeah. My toes, 
They didn't have them in my size no more. Man, I want a size down to have them. My toes was bleeding after the games. For what Cam, though. Know, man? But For Cam. Warm, though. And I'm talking about I'm getting in the end zone like this. <laughs> you dab on him, too? No, he wasn't dab, and I went to private school. Coaches didn't anyone having that. But I was. <laughs> like Superman. That's what he was, He man. really did change the game, though. Like, one of the best clips <clears throat> of all time in football is when He's doing his little dance, and the guy—I forgot who it was—but he's like telling him, "Like, knock that shit off, knock that shit off." And yep. Cam's in the end zone, just <clears throat> you just keep going. Yeah, and that shit went forever oh too, God, forever. Dude. That's like the you ever seen the video? That video and the one of uh, God, what is it? Is it Willie Gay? Uh, Willie Gay? I don't know who you're talking about. The corner from the Steelers where he just kept celebrating the whole <laughs> and, he, and he was crawling back to the <laughs> side. <laughs> and then him and his coach and then like getting the handshake. You gotta pull that video up, dude. I'm gonna do it. I think we should do it right now, because yeah, because he scores. <laughs> no, he, he, he didn't score, he broke up a pass. No, I thought he, no, he I got thought a, he, a, he, got a, I thought no, he got a pick. He got a pick six, I think. And he came back from the end zone. Shorty was acting Bro, a fool. <laughs> he wouldn't stop. I'm Pretty tough, but this celebration never ends. I think it was William Gay. We're gonna we're gonna find it right here. He celebrated from the back of the end zone ad. to like the thirty line. yard line and got a flag off and the side and kept, and, going. and kept going like he didn't care. <laughs> and I don't even think the pick counted either. Are you serious? Well, I don't think the pick had even counted. <laughs> All right, I think this is the clip that we are looking for. Yep, this is it. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and take a look at this one. The Lions losing the Rams right now. This is definitely it. Okay, he returned it. <laughs> yes, this yep, is it. Yep, yep. This is uh, it. Uh, 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 yep, hips, hips. Watch. That was one. You got a cut, of course, he, to the QB. Then he got a handshake with his homies. Back, cut back, cut back. Yeah, yep. we got another one. A little bit. Still selling. They're still in the end zone, by the way. Now we're making our way off. Okay, yeah. Oh, nice little handshake there. Yep. yep. Hit the whip on him. Handshake. <laughs> Flag down now. Probably already excessive celebration. Yep. <laughs> down again with the boy. Now we cut away, I think, and then I think we cut back. AB. Yeah, yeah watch. watch this. Here's McCarron. Yeah, like, put the no, camera back on him. Watch it go. Go, go back. <laughs> with the coach is crazy, though. With the coach is crazy. The snake, like a little like crawl on the ground. Yeah, shitty crazy. I ain't gonna lie. Oh my gosh. That was too good, bro. That was one of the cra- that was one of the funniest clips of all time. We could probably get in trouble for showing that, but not enough people watch this to get us in trouble. <laughs> you know what I mean? They're like, that's, Crazy shot that's definitely illegal, but what? you're not allowed to use CBS footage on a, on a show like this. All right, well, CBS, man, cut some slack, bro. We're actually, you know what? We're, getting this, it out the we're actually breaking down the, um, the play. We're analyzing it, yeah. right? So that actually goes under fair <laughs> use. Here's the replay. So this actually goes under fair <laughs> use because we're, we're providing breakdown and analysis um, about the We learned that in class last semester. What's that? We learned that in class last semester. Yeah, right? So. Well, you learned it. Therefore, we're, yeah, therefore we're allowed and to, related to, you. to go ahead and break that down. But. Uh, Did the project, Kobe? We could. We have how to come you, up, how you come up with some custom D1R <laughs> celebrations like for our TikTok or something. That'd be fun. What do you mean? Like some like touchdown celebrations that we make up and stuff. Yeah, but like, what are we going to make up? The whip already a thing? Man, we could come up with something. We got time here. You come up with something. No, nah, he got some freaky shit. No, I wouldn't, bro. I'm a changed man, bro. You ain't heard me cuss this whole podcast. <laughs> nah, now what, boy? Yeah. You know what's going on with me, fam. <laughs> Son of a bitch. Whoa. 
What's wrong with this son of a gun? <laughs> Buster's acting up, isn't he? Uh, thank you for listening. This has been D1 Rejects. Uh, come back next week. We'll have a few pretty good guests that I'm that I'm working on setting up here and don't have times for either of them, so can't. I don't want to speak it, hopefully speak it into existence, but uh, Aaron Rodgers, everybody. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers Tuesday one. on D1 Rejects. Thank you. <laughs>